Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use, no doubt, starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for October the 17th in the year of our Lord, 2022. This is indeed one of our one of two, and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, to promote God, family, and country, through so using the blueprint for liberty, the Constitution for the United States of America. After all, it is the supreme law of the land. We're also convinced the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the Founding Fathers, one of the great peaceful restorative solutions we still have at our fingertips. And as you know, we the people need to reject revolution, stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. We were not live Saturday. Uh, again, sometimes we just have conflicts for some of our <coughs> guests and co-hosts and uh, people like that. So sometimes the break is in order. But last Friday we had on, of course, Dr. Scott Bradley, freedomsrisingsun.com. He'll be with us this hour in mere seconds. But we talked about Tucker's a Russian dupe. So is Stephen K. Bannon. Why? Because they refuse to condemn the invasion of the Ukraine. Don't be fooled, says Cliff Kincaid of USA Survival. Now, the interesting thing is, I'm not here to attack everybody, but remember that Russia invaded under Obama and then under Biden, not under Trump. But you know what? Trevor Loudon brings up a key analysis of Tulsi Gabbard's career. She's a far less Democrat. You know what? She's no longer a Democrat, but she's still far left. Now, the reason I mix those two stories together, the Tulsi Gabbard story uh, and this issue about the Ukraine and Russia and that these people, Tucker and, and Bannon and uh, are dupes, look, they're all trying to make you believe they're conservatives. They're all wanting you to think that somehow they will save the country. Folks, these people don't understand the Constitution. They don't understand to avoid foreign entanglements. They don't have a clue about what's going on when it comes to the proper role of limited constitutional government based on the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of our land, the Constitution. And that's really the key, okay? We don't need to be in these foreign entanglements. Uh, we don't need to pretend we're Republican. We don't need to back the Republican Party or any party. Our founders warned us against parties. I digress. That was the hour with Dr. Bradley. Second hour we had on Sherry Peel Jackson, a retired certified public accountant, Certified fraud examiner and former IRS agent with over 35 years of experience. WakeThePeople.com, her website. Now, Sherry is a financial and a business strategist who conducts basic and financial uh, finance seminars across the United States to help you protect your wealth, take on the IRS, and more. Jackson also consults with businesses and individuals in the areas of IRS audit and a whole lot more. She acts as an advisor, if you will. How much should the IRS pay Sam Bushman for lies, for creating a living hell of harassment and intimidation for more than 35 years? Why do I say that? Because the Alex Jones situation is very interesting. They claim that Alex encouraged others to harass the Sandy Hook victims. Therefore, he got in big trouble. Well, the IRS has been harassing me forever. I've been an IRS slave forever. Wow. Anyway, if you want to see Sherry speak, Attend Red Pill Expo, Salt Lake City, Utah, November 12th and 13th. Red Pill, or the, let's see, redpillexpo.org is the website. Redpillexpo.org. Should we send a million postcards to the IRS every day until they're abolished? 
you must decide what your financial future will look like or else someone else will decide for you, says Sherry. Boy, howdy, is she spot on. And that's a quick recap of Friday's news. We start now with Dr. Scott Bradley to preserve the nation his collegiate series and lifelong goal. Freedomsrisingsun.com is website. Check out his weekly webinars and a whole lot more. Dr. Bradley, welcome back to Liberty Roundtable Live, sir. Well, thank you very much. We started our Friday uh, gathering with a comment on the temperature, and I'll bet you it's cooler where I am now than it was where, where you are now because cause I know you're in a warmer spot. <laughs> yes, I I travel a bit. It's probably uh, whatever degrees yeah. it is for you, it's probably 10, 15 degrees warmer for me, right? Yeah, could be. So, But it is uh, coming up on uh, fall. It's a great time to be alive. These delightful fall days with uh, kind of a there, – there's kind of a – I don't know what it is, a vibrancy in the in the uh, air, I think, this time of year. You know, you get the dog days of summer where everything's kind of hanging there in heat. And um, I don't know, some, some of your listeners, maybe in their area, have that a lot more times of the year than we do here. But, boy, it comes in the fall, and it's kind of a rejuvenating kind of thing. Um, and, and uh, you know, it's just a great time to be alive. So maybe we ought to commemorate, celebrate, and enjoy all the gifts that God sends us, and maybe this is a day we could do that with, too. What do you think? And the seasons are always a great reminder. That's why being close to the earth, uh, and that's why, you know, getting in the dirt a little bit helps you kind of understand how blessed we are and how dependent we are on the bounties of Almighty God, Doctor. Well, you know, it is, I mean, it's a truism. I have a bunch of truisms I share, and uh, I, I really do believe the closer to the earth you get, the more common sense you have. And it's interesting to me, we live in a society where, you know, a touch of a button, we roll a window down in our car, uh, we, we have a light little flick of the wrist, we adjust the, uh, the temperature in our car or in our home. It's kind of like we got this narrow, narrow, narrow comfort zone that we feel like, um, oh, it's just so rough if we can't get that. And, and, you know, I think it's reflected in some of the times when they have these energy brownouts, which there's going to be more of them because of the the disastrous program we're on with uh, government intervention on, you know, warming our homes and so on and so forth. But how people oftentimes are stressed extremely, even to the point of death, when they have a little bit warmer temperature than they're used to or a little bit colder temperature. And, uh, you know, you th- I, I don't know if uh, anybody anymore reads the old what was her name? Laura Ingalls Wild, I think, was her name, that wrote the Little House on the Prairie series. And they lived in a little wooden shack out in the middle of the prairie with blizzards howling and deep drifts of snow and huddled around a little stove and grinding wheat for a loaf of bread every day. I don't know. And and somehow they toughed it out and they became kind of, how shall we say, noble characters. And today it's kind of like, oh, ain't it awful? My air conditioning's not quite as cool as I thought it ought to be today, or whatever. So yeah, it's supposed to be seventy-one, and it's seventy-four. It's horrible, uh, horrible, <laughs> as you will. Yeah, uh, anyway, it's kind of comical. But you know, you know what I will say though. Speaking of this divergent topic, and I love this kind of porch talk divergent stuff because I think it's real, and it and it lets people understand what we're doing in our lives and what they need to kind of go through and work on and think about and prepare for, etc. You know, I learned that, you know, when it's cold like that, let's say uh, at, at most 65 in the day, but it's kind of cool in the shade, but yet, you know, hot when the sun's beating on you, 
Uh, if you're in the mountains, for example, you're way up there, 6,000, 7,000 feet up or whatever from sea level. And, uh, you know, the sun burns hot there. I mean, you can get a, a sunburn in a second, even though it's not very hot. Uh, nevertheless, uh, when it gets cold at night, you know, say 25, 30, 35 degrees, uh, when it's not even winter yet, right? Um, your body starts to deal with that and starts to adjust. And it's interesting how you can be out there for, I don't know, a week. Then you come back to your house and you get in your house and you go, oh, my gosh, it's just hotter than heck in here. It's just horribly hot in here. Whereas before you're thinking that the temperature is perfect or whatever, all I'm telling you is your body has a tremendous ability to adapt and adjust and 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 acclimate to things in surprising ways. Uh, that doesn't mean that you don't need to take care in the heat and, and cool off and get water. That doesn't mean that you don't need to, you know, wear clothes in, in the summer. I'm not saying that you can just 100% adjust. But it's amazing how adaptable your body becomes in those kind of situations. And when I used to think, uh, how do the pioneers, how do the old timers do this stuff? It gives me a little inkling that their bodies adapted. Their survivability was there, no question. Uh, but it isn't too cold when you're out there working. It isn't too cold when you're hustling around and and it's not too cold when your body acclimates to these kinds of things. Anyway, I think it's a worthy point to make, Doctor. Well, we, you know, we've made the point so many times as we've been on this little get-together. How everything God put together is a system. I mean, it is a system from, you know, the universe and galaxies and how they are timed together in all eternity to our solar system, to our you know, earth ecosystem to our bodies, our, our immune systems. And one of those magnificent things he did was he gave us this capability of, you know, kind of being able to fit where we have to fit. Now, you don't want to throw somebody out in the middle of the Arctic winter with, with you know, a pair of uh, shorts on. But, <clears throat> but the fact of the matter is, we kind of do tend to fit in the you know the to acclimate into the climate that we're in, and uh, we we hike every day. I mean, and, and in the middle of the winter, the dead of winter, I find oftentimes that when we're out on the trail, uh, a relatively light jacket, you know, is is totally adequate. You know, you br a windbreaker to be able to keep the wind from from cooling you too fast, because the wind does, of course you know, take away the body heat and temperature and maybe, uh, you know, makes whatever sweat you got there seem like an air conditioner. But but the point of the matter is that if you do those kinds of things regularly in your life, it seems like you have a, a broader spectrum of adjustment. And I think modern Americans have kind of gotten away from that to our detriment. I, I think that we see this oftentimes, like I say, where they have brownouts in a, in a given area because the... Uh, electricity doesn't work and consequently the air conditioners don't work and we have you know people dying all over a, a city and it's like no get out more often uh, recognize that uh, you know things things really were designed to work Man, got your body already. does <laughs> develop increased capacities is the point ladies and gentlemen it's also amazing how much covering your head makes a difference too uh, especially if it's cold all right, hang tight, ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Bradley and Sam Bushman, way off target, coming back to the topics at hand in seconds. This is the one and only Liberty Roundtable Live. 
Have you ever had great honey? No, I mean really good, all-natural, raw honey? Well, now you can, thanks to localhoneyman.com. We can ship out our locally made honey all across the U.S. So don't worry, you won't miss out. Plus, Local Honey Man has so many different flavors, like Utah Wildflower, High Desert Delight, Happy Valley, and Blackberry, just to name a few. So purchase your delicious raw honey today at localhoneyman.com. Do you treasure your liberty? Well, at LovingLiberty.net, we most certainly do. And we want to help protect your liberty, too. Become part of the family. Everyone knows that the core of any society is the family. Therefore, the government should foster and protect the integrity of its family. We the people. Won't you join us as a Loving Liberty sponsor to help us promote the principles in the 5,000-year leap? Let's restore the miracle that changed the world at LovingLiberty.net. Why does the left lie constantly? Because they get spiritual power from lying. The lies come from Satan, the father of lies. John 8, 44. Here's how the political lying process works. Satan provides the beast with a lie. Then the more they use the lie, the more spiritual power they get. Look, the media is a lie multiplier, and this multiplication gives more evil spiritual power to the beast, and that can overwhelm and even deceive the body of Christ, especially when the body is being disobedient to the head. The churches today are incorporated, so they're subordinate to human government. They obey the beast and do nothing to restore our national relationship with God. And the government shall be on his shoulders, Isaiah 9, 6. That verse is not for the present-day church. Rather, it is for the end-time church, the body of the Lion of Judah, a message from Christ Kingdom Ministries. networks refuse to use you are listening to the liberty roundtable radio talk show all right dr bradley and i have talked about the government being out of control quite for quite some time but it's getting worse ladies and gentlemen uh these tidbits might make the point and then we'll discuss it dr bradley this past week the department of justice indicted 11 peaceful pro-lifers for supposedly blocking the entrance to a Tennessee abortion mill. The DOJ argues these pro-lifers committed what's called conspiracy against um, rights secured by the FACE Act. So they had a conspiracy to violate rights secured by the FACE Act. Now, folks, remember a couple of things here that BLM and Antifa burned down many city blocks. They blockaded major highways and roads. They vandalized federal court buildings. They literally blocked off and rioted in city streets, occupied city streets, set up autonomous zones, and more. Very few were ever prosecuted or convicted. But these pro-lifers now just got indicted, 11 of them, peaceful protesters. Now, the terrorist pro-abortion group, it's called Jane's Revenge, has openly credited themselves for the arson, firebombings, and other property damage 
to pro-life pregnancy centers and churches, but, of course, no arrest for any of those people either. Well, it turns out these small group of pro-lifers, some of them being in their 70s and 80s, who want to exercise their First Amendment rights and who don't want women to kill their babies, they're considered worse than the terrorists and the cartels. Dr. Bradley, this is getting out of control by the FBI and the Justice Department. This is getting hostile. It's turning out to be persecution towards anybody who believes in any Christian values of any kind and stands up for those values. This is serious, doctor. Well, indeed it is. And, and here's an interesting, we could, we could spend probably the rest of the show talking about the challenge. Of <coughs> but the fact of the matter is, uh, first of all, FACE has no constitutional authority. Now, we'll talk about FACE in just a minute. Well, let me just mention. So you say, oh, well, that's to prevent uh, people from blocking abortion access. It, it actually produces, it, it, uh, on its face, if you will, poor pun, it protects <laughs> access and, um, and uh, you know, all of the activities of, of religions and uh, pregnancy support centers. Okay, so it supports both. What they're enforcing it against is those that would like to say, oh, you know, we ought to give these women a chance to hear the rest of the story before they go kill their baby. So it, it, it supports both sides of the matter, and that was how they got it through Congress, I believe. They're saying, look, we're, we're supporting and we're prote protecting the religious side of this thing too. But it's only being enforced against those aspects that are saying, okay, we can save these babies' lives. But, but it is totally, completely, and unequivocally unconstitutional. Uh, you can check your Constitution. I mean, there's nothing mentioned in the Constitution about rape or about murder or about kidnapping or about uh, innumerable, innumerable crimes now that are federalized. And, and I remember, and I probably even told you on this, it was um, some winters ago recently, though, I was cross-country skiing, and I went past a, a sign in a, in a federal land, which we could talk at length about, too, and, it, and this sign was talking about some of the things that were, you know, in this geographic area about I was cross-country skiing in. And it said, it's a federal crime to deface this sign. And I muttered under my breath as I went by, uh, what isn't? So what? You know, because everything is a crime now, federal crime, totally unconstitutional. Let's go back. No, everything's not a crime. If you want to vandalize and destroy and you're tied in with the communists or the socialists or the Democrats or any Antifa, whatever. For them, those aren't crimes in their minds. They're all let go and all fine. Now, in normal society, they're criminal acts, for sure. Violation of life, liberty, and property of any kind is a crime. But in the general government view now, the general government's partnering with these criminals, Doctor. Well, they are. and and But the fact is that they have no authority whatsoever to create law in regards to these. Uh, I mean, and let's just quote, uh, the I always introduce him as the preeminent constitutional scholar of the founding era, St. George Tucker's, and he basically says that the, the felonies not enumerated in the Constitution are left within the jurisdiction of the state. Here's what he said uh, in his view of the Constitution. He says, the very guarded measure, or excuse me, manner in which Congress are vested with authority to legislate upon the subject of crimes and misdemeanors. They are not entrusted with a general power over these subjects, but a few offenses are selected from the great mass of crimes with which society may be infested, 
upon which only Congress are authorized to prescribe the punishment or to define the offense. All felonies and offenses committed upon land in all cases not expressly enumerated being reserved to the states respectively. And of course we can look at the 45th Federalist paper for further evidence on this thing. But the fact of the matter is, first of all, what they have created is unconstitutional. It does not, that, that authority is not granted, delegated, uh, authorized, whatever you want to call it, to this the uh, legislature to make a law on that, nor to be carried out by the executive branch and the Justice Department, so-called. There ain't no much justice in, the, in that department anymore. We could talk about that. But the, so that's unconstitutional. But the, to add insult to injury, they are truly biased in the way they are applying this thing. And, and this gets to the idea of line item veto. If you read Article 1, Section 7, you find uh, the process by which law becomes law. And the president, Reagan, was uh, extremely vocal about this. Give me line item veto. No, because then the president becomes <laughs> a supra a supra legislator. And he is then able to completely control the legislation, ignoring all aspects of it but what he's interested in. And that is not it. The, the, the president, <coughs> either he signs or he doesn't sign. And if he signs, he's on the hook for enforcing it. And, and we're not doing that nowadays. So this whole thing is a disaster, and nobody seems to even care about it. I mean, you're mentioning it on your radio, and that's appropriate. But the fact of the matter is we are so far off the rails, we're off the cliff, and we're in free fall. And, and this is just one example where something that doesn't fit the president's agenda, completely ignored, but something that they have militarized the federal agencies on has become a complete, it, again, unconstitutional. But the Gestapo, the uh, Brown Church, whatever you want to call them, are able to go in and strong arm everybody, whether it's IRS or, or you know, whether it's the FBI. Or, you could name the alphabet soups and how they've become militarized in favor of a, a big government agenda. And, and that's totally unconstitutional. No justification, no authorization for the existence of any of these alphabet soup organizations, particularly when they create their own law, they enforce their own law, and they adjudicate their own law in violation to every every separation of powers, delegation of powers, enumeration of powers, all of these things that we can clearly read in the Constitution. And Biden has just gone wacko on this. Well, he's his cognitive abilities probably mean somebody else, one of his handlers, is causing this to happen. So, yeah, bad, 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 all the way around. And these, as you point out, good people that are just trying to help people understand uh, you know, what's at stake when somebody kills their baby are being criminally charged and federally charged, no less. Oh, you have a federal offense against you. You've been convicted in federal court of disagree, whatever it is. Uh, and by the way, this is a little side trip, I know. The uh, military has a kind of a little-known fact in their UCMG, Uniform, Uniform Code of Mis Military justice, which it's uniform, it's code, but there's not much justice in it. And, and when people want military commissions, they want to have those things in our country. They don't understand the egregious tyranny that is. But one of the things that a lot of people in the military are coming up against 
is the military looks at you if you are investigated for a crime, you're considered guilty until proven innocent. That goes on your record. It affects things like buying guns later. It affects things like getting jobs later. And, and that military aspect of this is, is where we're going with this federal nonsense that's going on. And in addition, the military is, is destroying. I, don't, I can't understand why anybody would join today. I just cannot. Uh, we can maybe talk about that sometime, about all the downsides of military uh, service today. Anyway. Well, no doubt about it. Posse comitatus becoming a concern as well. Ladies and gentlemen, lawyers close to the situation say this is just the beginning of the increased assault on Christians and pro-lifers. When we come back, we'll talk about this more in seconds on your radio. Your daily Liberty Newswire. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. Pope Francis is urging for reforms to the United Nations, specifically to the UN Security Council. In an upcoming book saying the COVID-19 pandemic and Russia's illegal invasion of Ukraine has exposed the United Nations limitations. In the book, Francis criticizes the UN as no longer fit for new realities and denounces war and the possession of nuclear weapons as immoral. Russia has hit Ukraine's capital, Kyiv, with a wave of Iranian-made kamikaze drones. A Ukrainian Air Force official said the drones had flown into the country from the south. President Zelensky said the enemy can attack our cities, but it won't be able to break us, end quote. Zelensky went on to say the attacks are terrorizing the civilian population. Authorities in southwest Washington state ordered evacuations for thousands of homes as a wind-driven wildfire rapidly grew on Sunday. Sharon Sturidi is with the Washington Department of Natural Resources. Yes, it has stepped up. I believe right now we have 110 people on it. I don't know if you've also known we've had several other starts in the area, fire starts, and we're using our resources here. We've got some uh, airplanes on it. Um, as you can see, it's it's smoky, hard to see, so sometimes getting aircraft up in that those conditions is very difficult. Special counsel John Durham presented fresh evidence last week in his prosecution of Igor Dushenko, seeking to expose the Russian analyst and that he lied to the FBI during their investigation of the 2016 Trump campaign ties to Russia. The trial could be going to the jury on Monday. GOP Representative James Comer on Fox News. The fact is the American people have lost confidence in the FBI. Uh, it's been politicized for at least six years now, uh, and it's going in the wrong direction. Every day, another report comes out that's more damaging to the FBI. USA Radio News. If you owe the IRS 10000 or more in taxes, please listen to this important message. The IRS is aggressively hiring and quickly ramping up their tax collection team. Act now and protect yourself with a call to Tax Alliance. Don't let the money you owe the IRS keep you up at night and ruin your life. You may be surprised at how much having Tax Alliance on your side can protect you from the IRS collections and help you save thousands on what you owe. Here's what a customer had to say. Tax Alliance did an amazing job helping me through a quite difficult situation, saving me tens and thousands of dollars that I would have been 
been paying for many years to come. Tax Alliance is rated A-plus with a Better Business Bureau with no consumer complaints. If you owe the IRS at least 10000 or more in back taxes, have unfiled returns, or have a payment plan and are still frustrated, call Tax Alliance now for a free consultation. 800-987-1097. 800-987-1097. That's 800-987-1097. Tax Alliance, your tax resolution solution. All right, live and on your radio, ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Scott Bradley with me. So the bottom line is the pro-lifers are uh, being indicted, persecuted and prosecuted for their pro-life stance or their Christian beliefs. BLM and Antifa literally able to burn things down, destroy, trap police, uh, you know, all manner of mischief. No problem. The terrorist pro-abortion group, Jane's Revenge, openly admits to the terrorist activity. No arrest whatsoever. But these small groups of pro-lifers that are standing up, they're being relentlessly attacked. But so are Christians everywhere. If you promote God, family, and country like this radio program does, hey, you're going to be targeted. Lawyers close to the situation for these pro-lifers are saying, hey, this is just the beginning of the assault on Christian pro-lifers. In other words, what you're seeing, ladies and gentlemen, is persecution and prosecution of Christians growing in the United States. Committed Christians are facing increased intolerance. We see it through fines, lawsuits, jobs lost, general public disdain for our views, uh, and more. Uh, And uh, you know what? I'm surprised we as Christians have not been persecuted and prosecuted uh, in America over the last, say, 50 years very much. You know what? We've had a family values kind of view in America for a long time. That was the standard. That was the general viewpoint and understanding and belief amongst the populace who believed in God and family, who believed in country, who believed and understood the checks and balances. Remember, the Constitution was created for the average farmer to understand. All right. But now we've kind of run off the rails. Now we've turned our back on the nation and Christianity has been slowly being snuffed out and replaced by all kinds of other views. I won't even go into how many divergent views there are. But Christianity is being left big time in America. But the persecutions and prosecutions are increasing. And it's going to get a lot worse. And it's going to get worse fast, Dr. Bradley. We've talked before on your program about uh, an Obama group that got together, the United States Civil Rights Commission. In September of 2016, they put out a 296-page document, which I have reviewed. um, I'm sad to say that their bottom line is they want to, as narrowly as possible, define our traditional religious liberties so that they don't interfere with all of these new uh, rights that are being created by government. You know, this made-up sexual status stuff and all sorts of things like that. And and so, yes, it's it's about and it's happening. And, and, you know, that, that was so recently that it almost seems like yesterday. But these kinds of things are, in, are being exacerbated, if you will, by great encroachments in other ways. On October 7th, for example, uh, uh, Biden signed what is termed Executive Order on Enhancing Safeguards for United States Signals Intelligence Activities. Go to the White House website 
uh, go read it. It's quite a lengthy document. Uh, sort through it, uh, review it, consider it. And basically, bottom line is that uh, it says, no, we have every right in the world to spy upon Americans. Uh, it's to spy upon Americans. Did you hear that? This is, let's build dossiers on them. Let's do things like uh, uh, have creative activities to uh, stop behaviors, whatever. And a lot of this stuff really was, was uh, set forth in the so-called USA Patriot Act of 2001, which we could go through its, uh, how it was sent through the House and the Senate at cyclonic speed and signed by George W. Bush, a, a Republican. And in fact, in his last um, Senate campaign in 2012, Orrin Hatch, Utah Senator, claimed to be the principal author of that. Now, I seriously doubt his um, intelligence quota in being able to uh, to put something like that out. I'm sure he was one of the principal advocates of it. And, and when he was uh, chair of the Senate Judiciary Committee in April of 2004, I, I testified against the, re the reauthorization of that act. But that's another side story. And, and Orrin Hatch was the, the uh, chair of that. But the fact of the matter is, it has been downhill since then. We've had the um, uh, Defense, uh, National Defense, uh, National Security Agency, excuse me, that has been collecting all of our communications data. They do that in a big uh, center in uh, South Salt Lake Valley, northern Utah Valley, in the state of Utah. Um, they have authorization to collect everything we do. But the fact of the matter is, in, on October 7th, Biden just made that worse. And, and now they can spy on and interfere in regular activities by people. And I, I suspect that you're going to have pro-life people and people that are pro-Second Amendment and people that are pro-family, people that want to be able to exercise their religious beliefs, all of these kinds of things. All of those are under threat as this iron curtain, if you will, descends upon America. And uh, you know what? It's agnostic in terms of the uh, who the president is. I mean, and, and we've read before how you know, what Jefferson talked about, if it happens, even though they've changed administrations, I mean, George W. Bush, here's this Republican guy, and he starts the Patriot Act. And then here we got Obama doing this. And then here we got Biden doing this. And it, it doesn't matter. It's it is an agenda that is it's crumbling the freedoms of America and an iron curtain is is coming upon us. And, and as you point out, Sam, these things are enforced uh, based upon agendas. So if they like burning down cities and causing communist uh, infiltration and everything, and well, they they're just fine with that. But you try and save a baby from getting killed. Holy cow. Send in the feds. Let's walk on them with our jackboots, whatever we have to do. This is really, really, uh, it's coming to a head, and, and there's not a lot of good news in it. Go read that October 7th. Uh, the president has no authority to create law like that. There's none. All legislative authorities in the uh, House and the Senate, Article 1, Section 1, president has none. But he claims. You know authority. what's interesting, Dr. Bradley? I don't even hear members of Congress <clears throat> who, in my opinion, are elected to look out and jealously defend their branch. Remember, each branch of government at the general level 
uh, and even all the way down to the local level. You know, you have three branches of government, and they're supposed to jealously guard uh, their responsibilities, their uh, delegated authorities, and they're supposed to provide a check and balance on the other. And uh, the president's wrong for doing this. I concur without a doubt. But you know what? It's just as wrong for Congress to remain silent. It's just as wrong for the Supreme Court justices to remain silent, uh, for nobody to speak out and defend uh, their responsibilities to shut down, uh, in my opinion, out-of-scope activity, which would be illegal activity by the president in this case. It's not just he doesn't have authority. It's illegal when you don't have authority and you move ahead anyway. Doctor? Well, uh, Federalist 51 talks about exactly what you're talking about. Here's what Madison said. But the great security against a gradual concentration of the several powers in the same department consists in giving those who administer each department the necessary constitutional means and personal motives to resist encroachments of the others. The provision for defense must in this, as in all other cases, be made commensurate with the danger of attack. Ambition must be made to counteract ambition. The interest of the man must be connected with the constitutional rights of the place. So that's the way Madison said what you just said. Look, you jerks that are in the House and the Senate, it is your duty it is your sworn duty to push back on this over our dead body, not on my watch. Those kind of discussions need to happen instead of, oh, we're a collegial group. We work so well together. We complement and reinforce. No, no. This was made in an adversarial kind of environment. The pushback has to be there. So they, they have to have, and they do have, the authority and power to do that. And they can say, the heck you say, over our dead body. We will not allow any further encroachment. Now, it's, they, they just get, they, they roll over and play dead. I don't care if you're a Republican or a Democrat, whatever you are, everybody in the House and the Senate should be standing tall on this thing. And this is just one example, over thousands. They facilitate whatever the president or whatever the agenda is going to do. The Patriot Act was passed by huge margins in 2001. Like I say, it went through with cyclonic force. There was nobody that was going to stand in front of that. And Democrats and Republicans almost in mass voted for it. There were a few dissenting votes. But, but it's just complete idiocy, complete idiocy. I mean, we could take another example, the expansion of NATO, which basically entangling alliances, being out in... If you read the NATO treaty, you see that an attack on one is an attack on everybody. The United States is thrown in the middle of the battle. We pass things like that with nary a whimper when they but go But that's a lie because there's nothing that should breach or compromise our sovereignty on the altar of so-called foreign entanglements, ladies and gentlemen. I reject that as well. But let's even go back to the Federal Reserve. Think about that fiasco at Christmas back in 1913 and the unconstitutionality there as well. All right, Dr. Scott Bradley and Sam Bushman in seconds on your radio. As a parent, is receiving a faith-based, character-focused education for your children difficult to find? Do you believe that godly principles should be a central component in your child's education? Imagine a school where faith and integrity are at its center, where heritage and responsibility instill character. For over 40 years, American Heritage School has been educating both hearts and minds, bringing out academic excellence. 
This is the school where character and embracing the providence of a living God are fundamental, where students' national test scores average near the 90th percentile. With American Heritage School's Advanced Distance Education Program, distance is no longer an issue. With an accredited LDS-oriented curriculum from kindergarten through 12th grade, your children can attend from anywhere in the world. American Heritage School will prepare your child for more than a job. It will prepare them for life. To learn more, visit American-Heritage.org. That's American-Heritage.org. As you are aware, America is divided over every fault line possible. This is intentionally fostered by those who do not love God, family, or country. We believe a peaceful future as a free people absolutely depends on civility. Clarion Call for Civility is looking for funding and volunteers at every level to make our hopes and efforts a reality. Please donate, sign our pledge, and help us in our sacred cause. Please visit callforcivility.com for more details. Callforcivility.com. There has been no evidence of widespread voter fraud. The 2020 elections were one of the most corrupt in history. See the proof for yourself. We tracked 2,000 mules making multiple ballot drops. 2,000 mules, a shocking new movie from Dinesh D'Souza. One mule made 53 trips to 20 drop boxes. 2,000 mules. Join the special virtual premiere and Q&A on May 7th. Get your tickets now. Available only at 2,000mules.com. 2,000mules.com. Sponsored by Salem Media Group. Live and on your radio, ladies and gentlemen. Man, you ought to hear the discussion on the breaks. I'm just telling you right now, you guys are missing out. I hate to say that. We're talking about freezing temperatures and using old GI clamshell stoves to stay warm and such like that. That's kind of on the breaks. We're kind of talking back and forth and and, uh, living real life and uh, talking about experiences we've had and things we can do for the future to prepare uh, for what we believe is coming, which is continued hostility, continued prosecution, and continued persecution of Christians, ladies and gentlemen. I mentioned right before uh, the break that, you know what, even back to the Federal Reserve, look, the checks and balances aren't working because these people are at the least derelict in their duty. Um, but I submit to you they're more really criminals on the take. They're part of the deep state. And for filthy lucre and because they're all tempted into Ooh, compromising situations, they're all compromised. And whether it be big money or compromised situation, uh, they're all over a barrel. I remember, you know, watching uh, Mr. Smith goes to Washington, and you just realize how compromised everybody gets and how problematic that becomes when it, when it uh, requires a stand for the sacred cause of America, stand for the separation of powers between the three branches of government at all levels, and then the separation of powers between the states and the general governments as well. And the Founding Fathers really set up a division of power a division of delegation, if you will, uh, really brilliantly. But you know what? It takes good, honest, moral people to stand up. And if you don't have those, we're in a very bad situation. So lawyers close to the situation say this is just the very beginning. In other words, they see it getting a whole lot worse. And I say to you that the prosecution and persecution of Christians is growing in the United States. And I submit to you that it's going to get a whole lot worse because Christians aren't standing up. Christians are just too busy trying to compromise with evil. Uh, and they're too busy trying to say, you know, let's just be, um, well, let's go along to get along. It's okay to be kind. It's okay to be civil. But it's not okay to go along to get along. Okay? And even Hallmark and everybody else literally putting gay characters and lesbian characters 
right in the middle of a movie, and it's really like a drive-by assassination, if you will, because what they'll do is out of a out of a 90-minute movie, just say, they'll let it, uh, 75 minutes go by, and then they'll just, boom, it's, uh, insert a gay or a lesbian or whatever transgender character and just basically assault the eyes and ears uh, of all Christians who believe male and female created them, uh, and that male and female are to get together and, and be married under God's ordained marriage views or laws or understanding. Okay, they assault all that at Hallmark. And there's a lot of actors and actresses that have literally left Hallmark uh, over this hostile agenda. Disney uh, is involved. And I'm telling you, the further we get, the faster it'll go. In other words, evil escalates quickly. Um, you know what? It's hard to get people off the religious views at first. But once you knock them off, uh, the sin begats sin, and it becomes a steadily increasing. It's like a snowball effect, doctor. And that's why I'm, I'm saying that it's starting to happen. Uh, in your face now, but it's going to get worse fast because sin seems to have a snowball effect uh, unless called to a halt. Um, and, and we're not there yet. We're in this pride cycle, and we're going to sin and anarchy uh, before it gets better and the Lord cracks down and punishes us. It's, it's running off the rails quickly, and that's why I'm saying that you're going to see a massive escalation in this, Doctor. Let's go back to religions for a minute. I mean, you can say all you want about Disney and Hallmark and all that kind of stuff and the the shocking path that they're taking. But honestly, I think that the religions of the world today, the Christian religions particularly, and large institutional religions have uh, are very remiss. I would remind your listeners to go read again um, Ezekiel chapter 33 about the watchman on the tower and about how the responsibility of the watchman is to give the word of warning, and if they don't, the blood of those that are lost is upon their heads. And so we are giving this warning right now, though, Doctor, on your radio. Okay. Well, you, can, you and I can be watchmen on the tower, and we can do our darndest to do that. But there are many that stand at head of churches that have a bully pulpit, if you will, that they can speak from. They could say, Yea, verily, thus saith the Lord. I mean, I'm not sure every religion will say that, but let's say they could. And here is a warning against an encroachment of the 90, I mean, excuse me, the 33rd chapter of Ezekiel about how watchmen on the tower become remiss. And then the 34th chapter of Ezekiel talks about how the good shepherds that are supposed to be good shepherds, they're supposed to, as the Savior talked about, going out and looking for the one that's lost and, and so on. No, no, they're, they're just eating the fat of the land and everything like that. They are not doing their job as good shepherd. And in, in the interest of, oh, tolerance, we must be tolerant. The, fo- the fact of the matter is that the tolerance that is often preached is a tolerance of acceptance and even a facilitation that they're preaching. And, and I, I'm so dis- disappointed in so many large institutions that say, oh, well, you know what? We can still worship in our cathedrals and in our synagogues and in our temples and in our churches. Uh, we've got freedom of religion, but people need to understand that this religious liberty thing is an individual God-given right. Institutions exist because individuals have those God-given rights. And if in the marketplace, in our daily work-a-day lives, we are denied religious liberties in the name of tolerance or whatever whatever blather they're preaching nowadays, I mean, you can you can care about and love everybody, but it doesn't mean that you have to 
canonize, if you will, in law, the ability to violate the things that have been traditional and sacred. I mean, stuff like I read all across the nation, little girls that are forced to allow to have boys in their locker rooms and restrooms and put them in complete discomfort because of idiots that are in legislative and judicial and even in school board sittings, and the religions are silent. They're completely silent about it. They, they say, oh, we must be tolerant. You know, the Savior himself braided out of rope a whip. He turned tables over sometimes when things were really out of order. This effeminate view of a cherubic Savior that never frowned, let alone got angry. No, God's wrath sometimes gets unfolded, and I fear we're approaching a time when we'll really understand that, but I'm not sure when it'll happen. God's a lot more patient than I am, but I'm so disappointed that religious institutions that could make a difference are even embracing, uh, let's say, same-sex things in their youth organizations. Uh, oh, we've just got to have these people feel good about being them. Okay, fine. Let them feel good about being there, but don't give them the bully pulpit that you should be preaching the idea of God's ordained truth. And, and I am just sickened. Go read the 33rd and 34th chapters of, of Ezekiel again about watchmen and about... <laughs> The good shepherds. Ladies and gentlemen, I've read it. I'm doing the very best we can to use this radio network, this radio talk show to be watchmen on the tower to tell the tale of liberty. Look, I can be kind and gentle and peaceful and civil to those whom I disagree with. Okay? And I should. Absolutely. That is indeed the Christian way. But that doesn't mean that I need to jettison my beliefs or hold my tongue and not stand up for what is right. I can tell you that I believe the gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender, Q+, whatever they want to identify themselves of, it is sin and violates the laws of God Almighty. And yes, I can be kind to the sinner, and I can love the sinner and be gentle and patient and treat them as brothers and sisters, but that doesn't mean that I have to be silent, and that doesn't mean that I have to jettison my views. In fact, to, to uh, really display true love... I can lead by example, and I can speak out boldly, nobly, independently about my beliefs and about my understanding of God's laws. I don't make the laws. God Almighty does. I can follow the Prince of Peace and be peaceful. Yes, it creates division because wickedness never was happiness, because wickedness does not like righteousness. Okay, that division I can't control. That's been the case before I even got on the planet, folks, right? Go read the war yeah, about the war in heaven, biblically speaking. This is an eternal battle, and I can stand on the right side of it and be bold, noble, independent, be a watchman on the tower, and still be kind and gracious and decent and respectful. Doctor? Well, the sword of justice, the idea of the sword that uh, will divide, the idea of, of families being divided over truth. You know, historically, I almost since the moment mortality settled upon the earth, it's it's interesting to me that, that this prophetic role has been a dangerous role. This role of standing and speaking for God has had a downside. I mean, you look at Jeremiah thrown in the quagmire. Hey Amen. That's always been the case, though, doctor. Look at Isaiah. Following the Prince of Peace requires you carry a cross, right? And, and you look at the, 
John and Peter being beaten on behalf of the Savior's principle. I mean, all through history, being a prophetic leader or a leader of a gospel setting has been a high-risk job, except for today. Except for today, we put them on pedestals. We, they're rock stars in many instances. You look at some of these mega churches that are out there, and, and their opulence is just over the top. And the idea of, of their the worshipful followers that are, you know, just fawning at their feet and all those kinds of things. I mean, this, this is across numerous religions. It isn't just one or two. People can say, oh, yeah, I've seen those evangelicals. They can get pretty, pretty bold. No. This is a lot, and, and it's, it's, it varies church to church to church. But the fact of the matter is, this idea of uh, speaking the Word of God has become so soft and ear-tickling that it's hard to discern it between that of a, some kind of one of those you know, celebrities that they yeah, have. Yeah, and most there. importantly, Whatever. it's hard to have clear direction on how we should be and where we should behave and how our... Uh, interactions ought to be, etc. We we want to avoid the issues rather than politely take them on as I have. I'm saying I don't need to compromise to show love and kindness and leadership. Uh, I do need to be patient and gentle, but I also need to preach the word of God nobly and boldly uh, as those before us have done. Two final stories before the end of the hour. Kanye West is now going to buy the networking or social networking platform called Parler. Kanye West, or Ye, or Ye, whatever his name is, uh, buying Parra. That's a very interesting twist, as it's now the in thing for billionaires to do. Uh, let him social media service crank up and then just buy it and take it over. Time will tell how free Parlor uh, is over the long run and how much it grows in the hands of a Kanye West. Last story before the end of the hour, Donald Trump says he may testify relating to the January 6th committee on one condition. Former president wants to do so on live TV. Will they grant him his wish? I doubt it, but it's a very My interesting throwdown. Is, no, it ain't going to happen. Then I testify mean, on Parler. Well, I, Get a hold I, of your buddy I, Kanye absolutely. and testify on Parler then, doctor, live. Oh, In other well, words, if they won't give you the TV social. stations, let's create our own media to broadcast live over. And if they won't come and ask you the questions, you can just create the questions you think they'll ask and answer them live anyway. Put it in their face I've is t- what I'm saying, doctor. I've done that on a Senate, I mean, excuse me, a a vice presidential debate I was not invited to. I did my own media thing. Of course, there wasn't as many listeners as Trump would have. But create your own media. Make your own storm, people. They need to do that. Amen. Sounds like a good idea. Glad we've done it here, right here at Liberty Roundtable Live, Loving Liberty Radio Networks, and more. LovingLiberty.net. Check out Dr. Scott Bradley's incredible incredible collegiate series to preserve the nation and his weekly webinars and a whole lot more at freedomsrisingsun.com. For Dr. Scott Bradley and Sam Bushman, we declare this nation shall endure. God save the Republic of the United States of America, and let's all repent and turn to the Prince of Peace, even Jesus Christ. I testify, he lives. Top the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. 
All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman, live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that I was refused to use, no doubt, continues for October 17th in the year of our Lord, 2022. This is our two of two, and the goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, to promote God, family, and country on your radio in the traditions of our founding fathers, using the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America as our blueprint for liberty, believing the checks and balances by our founding fathers. Brilliant. One of the great solutions we have at our fingertips And best of all, rejecting revolution, standing for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Lowell Nelson's with me, ladies and gentlemen. Campaignforliberty.org, ronpaulinstitute.org, the websites he represents. Uh, We talked with Dr. Scott Bradley last hour in detail about, look, the DOJ now indicting 11 peaceful pro-life protesters, claiming that they're somehow in a conspiracy to violate the FACE Act. What a shame this is. Remember BLM and Antifa burned down a bunch of things, just destroyed everything, created their own cities in the middle of cities and uh, attacked everybody and, you know, destroyed property. And then the terrorist pro-death, I mean, pro-abortion group, James Revenge, openly taking credit for firebombings and all kinds of abuse uh, of pro-lifers. Pro-lifers are getting beat up left and right. But a small group of pro-lifers, in this case, some of them being in their 70s and 80s, who want to exercise their First Amendment rights and help women, vulnerable women, not murder their babies. Well, they're being now persecuted. They're being prosecuted. They're being attacked by our government. They're treated worse than domestic terrorists and or drug cartels, folks. Now, lawyers close to the situation are claiming that it's just the beginning of the assault on Christians and pro-lifers. It's going to get worse, much, much worse. Ladies and gentlemen, persecution and prosecution of Christians is growing in the United States. Committed Christians are facing increased intolerance. We see through fines, lawsuits, job loss, um, all kinds of things, and at the least, public disdain. I mean, it is out of control, folks. Uh, And it's a sad tale to tell. Christians are being prosecuted and persecuted at alarming rates, and as we continue to jettison Christian religions in America, turn our back on Christian, follow the Prince of Peace uh, beliefs, it's going to escalate faster and faster. Why? Because sin begets sin. Uh, This is a very serious discussion point. We've talked about Christian persecution uh, around the world, but now it's come home to roost in a very unsettling way, uh, to say the least, backed by belligerent, out-of-control government. Lowell? Well, um, I wasn't uh, familiar with that, what was going on, but I just pulled up an article while you've been talking about pro-life activist Eva Adel, A-E-D-L, it's her last name, Eva. Uh, she is one of the four pro-lifers charged with violating the FACE Act, which stands for Freedom of Access to Clinic Entrances. Um, she was, uh, when is this dated? This is dated, yeah, October 10th of this month. Holy cow, that was just last Monday. Yeah, so within the week, 11 people have now been indicted uh, over this. Wow. Yeah, this, and, and this uh, Eva, by the way, was is 87 years old, and she is a German survivor of a communist prisoner of war concentration camp during World War II. Following her escape from that camp, she began a legacy of fighting for the right to life for all human beings. You know, Sam, 
if if all they're doing is just uh, you know standing outside of an abortion clinic and talking to people as they come in, um, there is nothing wrong with that. There's nothing morally wrong. There's nothing. Uh, no, there's no damage to anybody that way. Nobody's rights have been infringed if you simply stand on the sidewalk and talk to people. I mean, if you're keeping them from entering the clinic, then yeah, maybe you're, you're violating their right to have a free entrance. But I doubt that any of these 11 people uh, actually, you know, stood in the way of somebody entering an abortion clinic. They were probably just there to hand out literature, to talk to people who might be on the fence. I mean, I've got a good friend up in Salt Lake City who, who visits, and he's on the street with his wife uh, quite often. Um, you know, he, he works a full-time job, and then he goes down uh, to the uh, abortion clinic, wherever that is, in downtown Salt Lake, and he talks to young mothers, expectant mothers, about their decision. And he has saved, um, I, I mean, I wouldn't say hundreds. I would say dozens, though. I think he has saved dozens of lives. Sam, in just the you know two or three years that I've known him, um, he's just such a wonderful, generous, warm-hearted person. He and his wife, um, and and they have uh, they have their own children that uh, that, that they that, you know that they're rearing as well. But yeah, I would hate to think that he might be charged with a crime, uh, a crime of simply reaching out empathetically uh, to expectant mothers and 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 helping them to understand the gravity of what uh, they are doing if they follow through with an abortion, Sam. Anyway, the pro-life and the Christian persecution folks is a very serious concern. I don't know if you know, but Kanye West is going to buy Parler. Uh, that'll be interesting to see what Parler does, how much it'll grow into the hands of uh, Kanye or yay, ye West. Um, interesting. It's the in thing to do now for billionaires to buy already developed social networks. Uh, lol. Well, it would be interesting to see what uh, Elon Musk does with um, uh, Twitter if he uh, if he goes through with that purchase. If he yeah goes through with that purchase, because then he might he might make it free again. He might he might make in, in other words uh, territory that you can say you know whatever you want to say there without the thought police clamping down on you. That would be a great development, Sam. Yeah, time will tell what Kanye West will do with Parler. So now conservatives are taking over a lot of these networks. Donald Trump building his own. Now, Donald Trump say he may testify regarding the January 6th hearings on one condition, that he testifies on live TV. Now, I don't know if the liberals and the folks at the committee will allow that, but here's what I recommend that Donald Trump does. If he gets Parler and Twitter and his own Truth Social and uh, conservative radio stations like ours and radio networks and Friday on TV and and um, Mike Lindell's networks and, and all these things. If we get all this together, even if TV stations won't put him on and, and do this, we could create our own live event. And if the thugs won't come and ask questions, we can bring up issues and questions of our own and create our own massive collaborative town hall solution. I think that's what we ought to do and circumvent the mainstream press and just show how out of touch and how ignorant they are. And if we all join together, our audiences are huge, Lowell. They really are. And now I don't want us to be um, organized. Uh, I mean, I don't want us to be big organizations. I, I think we will be more effective if we are, if we, if, if, if small groups stay small. But if we're united in purpose, then then, you know, thousands and thousands of small groups united 
in the same purpose, and that purpose being freedom and, and liberty, then we will succeed. We will successfully defend freedom here. Yeah, you're talking um, about Kanye West having Parler. You're talking about Elon Musk having Twitter. They're not really. Uh, they're not along the lines of my thinking, nevertheless. But you know what? On this one topic, we could agree. Uh, let's yeah. ask the hard questions about January 6th. Let's ask about the police literally throwing incendiary objects into the crowd. And, and uh, literally, let's let's highlight the other side of the story that the Epic Times, for example, has really laid out an incredible uh, documentary and case for. Anyway, I digress. I just wanted to bring those two interesting stories to the table to repeat because they're, they're late-breaking news that people ought to know about. Lowell Nelson with me, CampaignForLiberty.org, and he had the chance to go to the Senior Games in St. George, Utah. It's kind Lowell? of an annual thing. Yeah, Sam, it's a lot of fun. Any uh, person over the age of 50 or who will be 50 by the end of the year uh, can go down and participate in the Senior Games. And, of course, there's... Uh, if if you were an athlete in your younger years, like in high school and college and, and so forth, then um, this becomes very enticing opportunity for you to go down and compete um, uh, in these uh, senior games. Now they have numerous sports. I mean, you can. It's not just basketball. I went down and played basketball, but uh, they have you know baseball and volleyball and softball and. Uh, you know, every single ball you can think of. Uh, we're talking like, you know, literally dozens and dozens of, uh, of games uh, that you can participate in down there. Um, uh, and I'm, I'm just pulling up the website. My goodness sakes, there's 30 or 40 different, you know, racquetball, power walking, shooting, dancing, soccer, track and field, uh, triathlons, tennis, uh, all just kinds of stuff. Anyway. World Senior Games down there in St. George, uh, two weeks out of the year. It's uh, basically the second and third weeks in October, year after year after year. And I've been going down, uh, this is my 10th year to go down there. Um, I, I go down and play basketball because that's my love. Um, but the great part about it, Sam, is it, you get a lot of exercise, <laughs> which is good for the, for the body, uh, good for the mind, good for the soul. Uh, you have a lot of fun because you're doing something you love, and, of course, you make lots of new friends. Um, uh, people from all over the country, in fact, out of the country, Barbados has always had a team. They send up here, a basketball team. Um, anyway, people come from all over. In fact, if, if uh, a lot of them are retired people, and they, they actually travel the country going from one set of games to the next. Uh, a lot of them, as we said our goodbyes uh, this Last or this last week, they they said, "Hey, you're going to be in Atlanta. Are you going to be <laughs> up there in Philadelphia? Are you going to be over there?" You know, because a lot of these, it's kind of like riding the circuit. They just go from game to game, and and um, and so it can be very competitive. Uh, we did not uh, win a medal this year, uh, have in past years, but uh, this year was way competitive, and so that didn't happen. But I just want to give a warm welcome to to members of my team who are interested in my radio shows. Uh, Vern and Lynn, Bruce, Kyle, Jim, Neil, and all the rest of the gang, welcome to Liberty Roundtable. Yeah, we love you. We love all that you do. And thanks for all the listeners that we have everywhere around the world on the Internet and in America, live and on demand at your fingertips. Do you know what is great about America? Ask an immigrant. 
Ask an Immigrant is a new podcast dedicated to helping Americans, especially our youth, value, appreciate, and be grateful for the freedoms we have here in America. Join host Lydia Wallace-Nuttle as she interviews immigrants from around the world to discover their inspiring personal stories about why they came to America. To learn more about why America is the most prosperous, greatest country in the world, download the Loving Liberty app or go to lovingliberty.net. Small Business Tech Guys is a team of experts ready to assist you with any service relating to growing your business. Our team specializes in information and technology, social media, general consulting, and HR. We thrive on assisting startup entrepreneurs with growing their businesses. If it's small business, it's our cup of tea. To schedule your free discovery call today, consider sbtechguys.com. We keep an eye on tech so you don't have to. sbtechguys.com. As the United States boldly stepped forward in the glorious light provided by its new constitution in 1787, the nations of the earth were in awe of the newfound strength and hope of this free land. Today, the nation stands at a crossroads, a divergence from the original intent put forth in the United States Constitution has brought grave threats to our beloved nation. A miracle is needed if the United States is to survive. That miracle is again the pure application of the United States Constitution. I'm Scott Bradley. In my To Preserve the Nation book and lecture series, I bring forth truths that will help raise up a new generation of statesmen like those noble Americans who founded this land. Vigorous application of these principles will invigorate and restore the nation, and we may become again the freest, most prosperous, most respected, and happiest nation on earth. Visit topreservethenation.com to begin that restoration. Last comment on the senior games, ladies and gentlemen. They're a great way for you to get involved, exercise, make great friends, and pursue your hobbies. You know, in America, that's one of the blessings we have, ladies and gentlemen. We can still have hobbies. Our lives don't require us to be working or sleeping 24-7 as in past societal realities were. We have an opportunity to spend time. And making friends and influencing people to God, family, and country should be on your mind. No matter what you're doing, getting exercise, being on the radio. We talked with Dr. Scott Bradley as well about this responsibility we have to be watchmen on the towers. And amen to that reality check. Speaking of watchmen on the towers, looks like Ryan McMakin is being a watchman on a tower for sure, Lowell. He sure is, Sam. He wrote a column which is posted uh, here at ronpaulinstitute.org about the dangers of the defamation laws. You know, the very thing that uh, Alex Jones uh, got hit up with. Um, And I know you discussed this last week, Sam, but there are just a couple of points in in Ryan Ryan McMakin's column um, that I want to highlight. You know, so we're here, he's talking uh, talking about the absurdity of defamation laws, whereby, you know, radio uh, talk show host Alex Jones has been ordered now to pay nearly a billion dollars to people who didn't like what Jones said about the 2012 Sandy Hook shooting in, in Newtown, Connecticut. Essentially, Jones was found guilty of saying things that supposedly inspired other people to say cruel and disrespectful things to the parents of the Sandy Hook victims. So here Jones is being ordered to pay for damages in, inflicted by people other than himself. Jones inflicted no damage on them himself. I mean, that's pretty obvious. 
the real guilty parties here are the people who have committed acts of harassment. But it appears that Jones has been convicted of simply saying things that the jury and the plaintiffs found objectionable. So, so here's the first important point, Sam, and I'm, I'm just going to quote McMakin right here. Quote, in a free society, okay, let me start again, in a free society, a private citizen saying things that other people are free to ignore is not punishable by law. In a society which does not respect free speech, however, merely saying words is apparently grounds of levying fines of hundreds of millions of dollars, end quote. And so, Sam, this is twisted. This is wrong. This notion that Jones is guilty for the acts of other people, that's the, the big point here. This, this really implies that people do not have free will, right? I mean, you can, you can say something over the radio, some yahoo listens to that and does something, and you get blamed for it, right? That implies that people do not have free will and are not responsible for their own actions, right? They're making Jones and this, out. And this is the slippery slope, Lowell, because, you know, you can say, well, hey, uh, you know, Jones kept this lie up, and based on this lie, people went and took action. But how long will it be until just speaking out on something where they can't use this excuse of a lie? Let's say that I stand for the pro-lifers. And then, hey, you know, something bad happens and, a, and a, somebody that claims they're pro-life does this or does that. Then they can say, well, Sam peddled the pro-life lie against a woman's body and therefore then this. And so what I mean is it starts out with an Alex Jones where a lot of people might say, well, I get it. He was crazy on this one. No, you don't get it because where does it go next? Right? Mm -hmm. Exactly right. Right. You see, the world in which we live and the one in which we want to live is one where every adult citizen is responsible for his own actions, for his own thoughts and his own actions, right? That's the world that I th thought I was growing up in, and yet this decision by this jury in this case turns that upside down, and that is wrong, absolutely flat out, hands down, wrong, because it promotes the idea that you are not uh, responsible for your own actions. And, and I want to be responsible for my own actions. I want you to be responsible for your own actions. And ultimately, God wants every one of his children to be responsible for his own actions. Otherwise, how do you merit the glory of God that you seek, right? Uh, or how do you merit the punishment that you deserve if you do bad things? Right? If you're not responsible for your own actions, then it frustrates God's plan for his children. And so now we come to the second and final important point that I want to highlight from McMakin's article, Sam. He quotes Murray Rothbard, who said that in a system of, of, of unrestrained free speech, quote, everyone would know that false stories are legal there would be far more skepticism on the part of the reading or listening public who would insist on far more proof and believe fewer derogatory stories than they do now, end of quote. In other words, Sam, it seems to me that news outlets are able to get away with lamestream media, lame media, you know, less than truthful media, why? Well, because the reading public and the listening public is not discriminating enough. They're not discerning enough. 
be, you know, if the government did not make such a war on so-called disinformation, uh, well, then the public would know that falsehoods could easily appear in the media. And if that happened, then the public would be more discerning, more discriminating. They'd be better critical thinkers, and they wouldn't believe everything they hear. So that's 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 the second important point, Sam. We need, as a public, as as citizens in our own country, we need to be more discriminating. We need to be critical thinkers. We need to help our neighbors understand that that it's our job to 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 be discriminating and discerning. And we need to call our our media uh, organs, our institutions, to account for their dissemination of false information. And, and and if we'll do that, then maybe we can get work back to a free speech society again, Sam. Well, and we got to think about this, too. The headline says this, the lie that the 2012 massacre at Sandy Hook Elementary School was a hoax. Now, uh, you know what? Alex may have truly believed that. I don't believe that it was a hoax, meaning that I don't believe that it never happened. I do believe we're lied to about the real narrative and the real behind the scenes, who done it and and the details, I don't believe we've been given the true scoop on that, by the way. Uh, but again, right. that's far from saying it's a complete hoax. But again, are we entitled? I mean, the people can listen to Alex, and he says it's a hoax, and they can think you're crazy. And then they can listen to Sam and say he doesn't think it's a hoax, but he doesn't trust the government either. Okay, it, all those voices out there, Americans can figure out what they believe. But here's the point. They say the lie about the hoax is the largest defamation verdict in U.S. history. Certainly on what they call compensatory damages, they say punitive damages are still to be determined or added. We haven't even seen the end of this thing. And so now people are writing articles saying this. Alex Jones is looking at financial ruin, unable to pay the full penalty of a billion dollars and probably more. He will be forced to to live on a subsistence type of life going forward. Arden Dyer writes this piece. And in the piece, they literally talk about uh, that, you know what, they're going to watch him and harass him. The attorneys who have won now a billion dollars against Alex Jones says it's going to be hard to get our money, but we're going to follow him to the ends of the earth to get every single penny we possibly can. Folks, you can rape, pillage, plunder. You can, as we mentioned, with the pro-life issue that we started out with, uh, look at um, all the Antifa and Black Lives Matter and the damage and destruction you can look at the pro-abortion agenda groups that have taken responsibility for violence and action and destruction of private property. None of those people are punished at all. But we're going to punish Alex for something others have done to this level. What it really does is send a chill through any conservative media anywhere because you don't dare say anything because you know what? If a bad actor goes psychotic and then blames it on you, what will be next? How close are we to losing our free speech rights? And I submit to you that you could say the Alex Jones is an extreme case, and you may be right, but how long until it'll be, it'll be used against uh, anybody who's anything? What if I say, hey, 9-11, I believe it was bogus. I'm not saying it didn't happen. I'm saying I believe we're lied to about the reality of it. And there's hundreds, there's thousands of 9-11 truthers, as I'm one of them, who are professionals in their fields who say it's bogus. How long until you can't say uh, the vaccines are bogus. The coronavirus is a, um, a political uh, bioweapon. Uh, you know, 9-11 didn't happen as we're told it happened. Sandy Hook didn't, you know, Oklahoma City, flight TWA 800. You know, we used to say TWA 800 
uh, was a scam, and it turns out the government did it. And now new evidence through FOIA requests have documented that. Where do we go with this, and how abusive will it become? Will the United States, quote, Ministry of Truth uh, become the whipping boy through the FBI and the Justice Department, uh, backed by these, uh, in my opinion, activist judges? This is out of control, Lowell. When we get back, I'll have you make your final comments on that. But this is very serious. You can say, Alex Jones, I don't agree with him or it's an extreme example. You may be right on both counts, but you better beware because this is the slippery slope that we've already, we've slid down and we're hanging on the edge of the cliff right now when it comes to free speech rights, folks. That's my humble opinion to which I'm entitled. Liberty Roundtable live in seconds with Lowell Nelson, campaignforliberty.org. Exposing corruption, informing citizens, pursuing liberty. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. Authorities in southwest Washington state ordered evacuations for thousands of homes as wildfires rapidly grew on Sunday. There's an unusual high number of wildfires burning in the Pacific Northwest, Intermountain West, and Canada. Sharon Storetti is with the Washington Department of Natural Resources. Yes, it has stepped up. I believe right now we have 110 people on it. I don't know if you've also known we've had several other starts in the area, fire starts, and we're using our resources here. We've got some uh, airplanes on it. Um, as you can see, it's it's smoky, hard to see, so sometimes getting aircraft up in that those conditions is very difficult. The next level of Internet connections rolls out next month in select cities. Google Fiber is launching 5-gig and 8-gig plans early next year. Both tiers will come with Wi-Fi 6 router and two mesh extenders. The 5-gig tier will cost about $125 per month, while the 8-gig tier will cost about $150 a month. Google Fiber customers in Utah, Kansas City, and West Des Moines, Iowa, will be able to try out the new tiers as early as next month. Kiev City Mayor Vitaly Klitschko is reporting numerous explosives-filled drones struck Ukraine's capital on Monday morning as things got underway. The blast echoed across Kiev, setting buildings on fire and sending people running to shelters. There was no immediate word of casualties. Russian strikes over the past week have hit infrastructure, including power facilities and residential areas. China's National Bureau of Statistics released their third-quarter gross domestic product numbers. The report indicated China's economy expanded to a 0.4% annual rate in the second quarter its weakest growth in more than two years. USA Radio News. If you owe the IRS 10000 or more in taxes, please listen to this important message. The IRS is aggressively hiring and quickly ramping up their tax collection team. Act now and protect yourself with a call to Tax Alliance. Don't let the money you owe the IRS keep you up at night and ruin your life. You may be surprised at how much having Tax Alliance on your side can protect you from the IRS collections and help you save thousands on what you owe. Here's what a customer had to say. Tax Alliance did an amazing job helping me through a quite difficult situation, saving me tens and thousands of dollars that I would have been paying for many years to come. Tax Alliance is rated A-plus with a Better Business Bureau with no consumer complaints. If you owe the IRS at least 10000 or more in back taxes, have unfiled returns, or have a payment plan and are still frustrated, call Tax Alliance now for a free consultation. 800-987-1097. 800-987-1097. That's 800-987-1097. Tax Alliance, your tax resolution solution. 
I want to dedicate this song to Mr. Rupert Murdoch. All right, lol. So, Alex Jones, folks, we've got to stand up against this. You can say what you want about Alex. I don't agree with him when he ran around and said it was a hoax. Now, I don't agree with the harassment uh, that others uh, did by any means. I'm against that. I follow the Prince of Peace, but I will say this. Alex is entitled to his own views, and everyone is responsible for their own actions, and this will have a chilling effect on the media. Now, a dear friend, Lowell, emailed us. His name is Nick, and he emailed me a Tom Woods podcast episode. It's uh, episode 2219, where Tom Woods covers... The absurd Alex Jones trials uh, and the strangeness of those trials, meaning that, you know what, uh, Alex finally got sick of it, said, hey, I'm not going along with this. You guys are abusing me. I say the penalty doesn't even closely match uh, what was done either, even if you do say there's a penalty there. It's way out of line. No question, Sam. Just way out of line. And the biggest thing that's out of alignment there is that, you got uh, jurors, I think there were six in his case, but uh, not the 12. But um, anyway, all the jurors, they, they, they basically said, folks, that you, um, that, you know, you're not responsible. Well, you, you're responsible for the actions of somebody else, right? They aren't responsible for their own actions. But you, the talk show host, uh, the one with all the money, right, you're the one who is responsible for the, the, the harassment and the criminal actions of other people. That is what's flat out wrong about this. It's just totally absurd. I can't believe that there are, you know, thinking individuals on the jury that allowed that to happen. It just beyond, it boggles my mind because we are here to be responsible for our own thoughts and actions, not those of somebody else. You know, it, look, think of the, about the flat earthers, Sam. You have the right to believe the earth is flat. If you want to talk about the earth being flat, if you want to, you know, I'm not saying you do, but you have that right. Yes, I understand. You, sure. And, and then, well, I know this. Should, even the Bible says the ends of the earth, and you don't have an end to a ball, just so you know. But anyway. <laughs> That's right. That's exactly right. Um, and the four corners of the earth, right? There's, if the earth has four corners, then it must be flat, Sam. So you and I have the freedom to... Um, believe what we want to believe, say what we want to say, you know, as long as that doesn't infringe on uh, other people's, you know, rights. And, and so simply saying, well, I believe the earth is flat, that doesn't hurt anybody. Even if I sincerely believe that the earth is round, that my best friend believes that the, 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 earth, the earth is round, and I say it's flat, how does that hurt him? You know, it's just a difference of opinion. The difference in observation. Well, and, and, then if, and then if people that hear your conversation go out and commit acts against people who believe that it's round, mm-hmm. that has nothing to do with Lowell. Yeah. Yeah, and yet I get blamed for it, and I have to pay almost a billion dollars to the, the people who believe the earth is round because some flat earthers, you know, harassed the people who thought the earth was round. I mean, I just... And, and a billion dollars away. is a lot of money, Lowell, but at the same time, my fear, too, is this idea that it's ruined the rest of his life. He's going to be watched and harassed. For the rest of his life, they said they're going to follow him to the ends of the earth for every single penny. And I'm thinking, wait a minute. I thought he got in trouble for because other people were harassed. Now they're literally threatening by the other side's attorneys, literally threatening to harass him for the rest of his life. He should be able to sue and say, hold on a minute. 
I want these people to pay me a billion dollars because now they're literally harassing me for the rest of my life and threatening to do so. I mean, this is insane, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, anyway, they can do it to Alex Jones, and they can do it to Sam Bushman, they can do it to Lowell Nelson. And so and Donald Trump. And, yep. Because and, and, isn't and that happening I, to him, too? Yeah. I always wondered how they were going to take down Alex, you know, if they're successful. And, you know, if this is spelling spells his end, um, you know, because he always brought to light interesting and uh, and things uncomfortable to the government. To our secret government, the cabal that runs our government. I mean, these are the same kinds of things that he brought to light, and uh, and so I always wondered, you know, how are they going to take him take him out? Well, this may that's be the how, way. That's how they got it done. And I believe though that Alex has money in a lot of places. He had a lot of friends in high places, and the idea that Alex Jones is going to live a subsistence life is almost zero, although it might appear that way in public. But trust you me, Alex Jones ain't done. He has plenty of money hidden elsewhere. The guy's very smart. Don't underestimate him for one second ladies and gentlemen now europe's descent into totalitarianism i'm not sure that we shouldn't be writing this and saying the united states descent into totalitarianism but either way we're not far behind but an article written by john laughlin highlights this scary point lol he experienced this himself sam just last week he says uh, he he writes that on late in the evening of october 7th folks that's just 10 days ago 10 days ago he flew into the uh, Gatwick Airport in London and encountered some anti-terrorism police. He was, uh, this is about 11.30 at night, he got there, and he was uh, basically detained for 90 minutes, Sam. Uh, they, 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 they took him to a room, and they uh, questioned him for about 60 of those 90 minutes. They took his computer. They, uh, they took his personal belongings, his wallet, his phone, his keys, everything, all of that removed from his person, taken to a room where he was questioned for an hour by two anti-terrorism police officers who really didn't know what they were doing, he said, were very amateurish in their questions. But they were acting under power or authority given to the police by Schedule 3 of the 2019 Counterterrorism and Border Security Act. Right now, I'm not familiar with how they do stuff over there in the UK, but apparently this is approved by the Parliament, and um, it's now the law in the UK. The act is supposedly designed to allow the police to detain "quote-unquote" hostile actors who are traveling to the country to quote plan, prepare, or carry out their hostile acts. End quote. This is according to a leaflet that the officers gave to this John Laughlin. Uh, but the act itself says this, quote, an examining officer may exercise the powers under this paragraph whether or not there are grounds for suspecting that a person is or has been engaged in hostile activity, end quote. Right? So an act ostensibly designed to allow hostile actors to be stopped, in fact, applies indiscriminately to everyone according to its own explicit terms. So... You know, this John Laughlin, Sam, he's a British national. He writes that the uh, British nationals are normally not treated this way, but that he was just 10 days ago. Um, interestingly, one of the officers opened the interrogation by saying that he was, quote, not being detained, end quote, and that therefore he could not have access to a lawyer. <laughs> but, Sam, he was being detained. I mean, since when can you just arbitrarily change the meaning of a word, right? He was being detained since he was not allowed to leave the interrogation room. What's that? If it's not, in, if it's not detainment, what is it? 
well, how does a person like that just lie? I mean, I don't understand, um, you know, an officer of the so-called law saying, you're not detained, sir, but don't even think about leaving this room. <laughs> just boggles the mind. I, I, I wanted to highlight this column, Stan, because to me, this situation is very alarming. Well, and it goes along with the Alex Jones case perfectly. That, again, you could say, well, I'm not a British citizen. Don't worry about that. I'm not Alex Jones. I'm not a big old talk show host peddling whatever. I'm, uh, don't worry about that. It's not me. I, you know, let that go. That's in Europe. Or you, you can make any excuse you want, folks. Well, and I have friends who travel to the U.K., colleagues, you know, developers who travel to the U.K., and they spend time over there, you know, assisting uh, companies, uh, in their implementation of various software packages, right? And and uh, this could happen to them. They could they could you know fly into an airport in the UK, wind up being searched, their laptop seized, you know everything that they took over there in order to be productive to help some company in the UK, and they find themselves dispossessed of their of the tools of their trade, and and detained like this. I mean this just uh, it's very chilling, Sam. It, it makes me not want to travel to the U.K. because uh, of what they're doing to, uh, you know, my fellow travelers, my brothers and sisters. Not only do I not want to travel to the U.K., I don't, I don't want to even travel to some states like going to California now seems sketch McJones, too. Going to New York seems crazy. And some of these places are just off the charts, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, you've literally got companies leaving the United States, leaving California, going to other places where the environment's more friendly it's just insane but look it reminds you of when they came for the jews i wasn't a jew discussion lol <laughs> it really does uh, these uh, famous lines penned by pastor martin name name biller i'm not saying that last name correctly not name biler maybe he wrote this and everybody out there you have heard this maybe a hundred times well listen to it one more time okay first they came for the communists and I did not speak out because I was not a communist. Then they came for the socialists, and I did not speak out because I was not a socialist. Then they came for the trade unionists, and I did not speak out because I was not a trade unionist. Then they came for the Jews, and I did not speak out because I was not a Jew. Then they came for me, and there was no one left to speak out for me. End of quote. Sam, Ladies Europe. and gentlemen, we are watchmen on the tower. We are keeping an eye on the political football, if you will. Things that matter most. To us, it's not politics. It's morality. As we follow the Prince of Peace, the persecutions increase. Will you stand with Christ? Why does the left lie constantly? Because they get spiritual power from lying. The lies come from Satan, the father of lies. John 8, 44. Here's how the political lying process works. Satan provides the beast with a lie. Then the more they use the lie, the more spiritual power they get. Look, the media is a lie multiplier, and this multiplication gives more evil spiritual power to the beast, and that can overwhelm and even deceive the body of Christ, especially when the body is being disobedient to the head. The churches today are incorporated, so they're subordinate to human government. They obey the beast and do nothing to restore our national relationship with God. And the government shall be on his shoulders, Isaiah 9, 6. That verse is not for the present-day church. Rather, it is for the end-time church, the body of the Lion of Judah, a message from Christ Kingdom Ministries.
Okay, girls, about finished with your lesson on money. Daddy, what is a buy-sell spread for gold coins? Well, when you sell a gold coin to a coin shop that's worth, say, $1,200, you don't actually get $1,200. But don't worry, we're members of UPMA now, so we don't have to worry about that. Daddy, what if somebody steals our gold? We don't have any gold at the house. It's stored safely in the UPMA vault, securely and insured. But the S&P 500 outperformed gold. Daddy, gold is a bad investment. Some people do think of it that way, but actually gold is money. And as members of the United Precious Metals Association, we can use our gold at any store, just like a credit card. Or I can ask them to drop it right into mommy and daddy's bank account because we're a UPMA member family. Find out more at upma.org. That's upma.org. Ladies and gentlemen, Thomas DiLorendo, an incredible writer on LouRockwell.com, releases an incredible piece that highlights exactly along the lines of our discussions. Lol. Yes, he did, Sam. Uh, he was highlighting John C. Calhoun's Disquisition on Government as one of the most brilliant essays on political philosophies ever written. Um, Rothbard considered Calhoun's disquisition to be a brilliant analysis of how the American political system could evolve into tyranny and how to stop that from happening. Now, folks, if you've never heard of Thomas B. Lorenzo, Murray Rothbard, or John C. Calhoun, please do not feel too ignorant. A few years ago, I had never heard of these names before either. <laughs> Funny how the government public schools uh, keep the, they tend to hide important history from, from their students. I mean, I'd never heard of Murray Rothbard. But I should have, and I'd never heard of John C. Cal Calhoun, but I should have. He's one of the greatest senators ever to grace the halls of the U.S. Senate. Um, and, but, but, but just because he came from the South, the, the, the rewriters of history have written him out of existence, right? That's probably why I never heard of him until just a few years ago. But John C. Calhoun wrote this, quote, The powers vested in government agents to prevent injustice and oppression on the part of others will, if left unguarded, be by them converted into instruments to oppress the rest of the community, end quote. And thus he is echoing Madison, who in the Federalist Papers wrote that one of the biggest challenges is to empower the general government to keep the peace without empowering it to oppress the peaceful, <laughs> right? Those of you who read the Federalist Papers will recognize that that was one of the biggest wrestle wrestles of the, the the framers had was how to empower uh, that th that was the biggest question right how do you empower the general government to keep the peace right to provide the common defense and so forth without empowering it to become an oppressor that was the big question well what are we today and what did john c calhoun write basically prophetically would happen if if we, we you know didn't watch ourselves then we would allow the, the, the government to become the oppressor, to oppress the rest of the community. And that's what DiLorenzo is saying here. He writes this. He says, quote, this type of oppression came to a head during Donald Trump's inaugural address when he said, surrounded by the entire Washington establishment, that they had done very, very well for themselves through government, but at the expense of the people. 
especially the tens of millions who had voted for him. That was the spark that ignited the nerve-ending orgy of hatred, conspiracy, defamation, and government thuggery aimed at Trump, his family, and his advisors and supporters. Such talk is never supposed to take place, especially during an inauguration ceremony, end quote. <laughs> I think, de, de, Sam, I think DiLorenzo de, de is very insightful there because, you know, that, you know, well, they were, they were after Trump before he ever got elected, but certainly his comments during the inauguration were probably made a lot of people very, very angry uh, with him. And uh, as in part, the reason they're trying to take him down. They don't want to see him run for the election in 24. They don't want uh, Alex Jones to be on the airwaves because he exposes too much of their their hidden works of darkness, right? And so, uh, you know, it, it, it goes back to Madison, who said the Constitution drew its authority only from the ratification by the states, which were sovereign, and that ratification could be revoked by any state when its purpose was perverted. So unless you buy into Lincoln's historically false theory that the consent of the governed is something that can only be used once, like a bus ticket, then 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 we're, you're just up a crick. The, the founders yeah, but, but hold on a second. The, the creation is not greater than the creator. The tail right. does not wag the dog, ladies and gentlemen. If you can, if you can make an agreement, a contract, you by innate authority of the, the fact that you have authority to make the contract, you have authority to sever the contract as well. It's innately, inherently, it's it's a um, what do you want to call it? A, a fundamental truth. It's a self-evident truth that if you can create a contract and you're the one that created it, you have the right to leave it or jettison it or dissolve it per the contract being broken by the other party. So this whole idea of any anything else is psychotic in notion and defies logic and fundamental self-evident truth, Lowell. It sure does. Now, um, the result of, of, of Abraham Lincoln's nationalist revolution, folks, is, is that the states today comprise a regime of what DiLorenzo calls bankers, bombers, and busybodies. <laughs> Um, all three of these groups are problematic. Millions of Americans assume it is our right, even our duty, to force others to obey our notions of doing good. Well, John C. Calhoun warned against this. To him, almost all political and policy issues referred back to the divide between Hamilton, the advocate of centralization, empire, government patronage, protectionism, tax-funded corporate welfare, and a government-run banking monopoly, and Jefferson's empire of liberty that rejected all of that. Okay, so that was a big sentence. But basically Calhoun warned against Hamilton and everything Hamilton stood for versus Jefferson and what Jefferson stood for, because those two were miles apart. You know, you know, years ago, Sam, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, I thought everybody, every one of the founders was on the same page. They all agreed Not even each other. close. <laughs> Not even close. All right, ladies and gentlemen, listen carefully. I'm going to answer DiLorenzo's question. Can one yeah. of the most brilliant essays on political philosophy ever written save America? The answer is no. Unless we have liberty on the hearts and minds of all Americans, unless we turn to the author of liberty, God Almighty, and repent, he will not heal our land and he will not, will not protect us. So the only way is morality in the people and following the blueprint of the United States of America, the supreme law of our land, understanding that we hold the authority, we delegate it to those who obey 
uh, the contract. And those who violate the contract need to be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. And until we become a moral people, we don't have a chance to save America. But you know what? Uh, T.J. Martinell writes an article for TenthAmendmentCenter.com, which is incredible, too, uh, talking about these divisions we're speaking of. Lowell? The biggest questions during the ratification debates were the powers of the general government versus the powers of the state government. And very similar to what we just talked about with Calhoun, about their, their founders were wrestling with this question. How do you empower the federal government to keep the peace without la- allowing it to become the oppressor? Well, they, their solution was to divide power both vertically and horizontally. And so they... They said, look, the state governments were the ones that formed the general government. Therefore, they are, so they are uh, uh, above, or in other words, the general government is subordinate to the state government. And they said, we're going to allow the state governments, and, and, and we're going to depend on state governments to keep the general government in line. And, of course, in Federalist Number 45, Madison it writes in there that the powers of the general government are few and defined. That's a quote right from his, his writings, few and defined. And the powers of the state governments are, quote, numerous and indefinite, end quote. Well, there, there is a lesser known body of writing that helps to answer these big questions. This lesser body of writing is found in essays and letters and convention debates and newspaper articles of that period. Um, for example, in the Pennsylvania Gazette on December 26 of 1787, we read the following, quote, The federal government neither makes nor can without alteration make any provision for the choice of probates of wills, land officers and surveyors, justices of the peace, county lieutenants, county commissioners, receivers of quit rents, sheriffs, coroners, overseers of the poor, and constables nor does it provide in any way for the important and innumerable trials that must take place among the citizens of the same state, nor for criminal offenses, breaches of the peace, nuisances, or other objects of the state courts, nor for licensing marriages and public houses, nor for county roads, nor for any other roads other than the great post roads, nor for poor houses, nor incorporating religious and political societies, towns and boroughs, nor for charity schools and administrations on estates and many other matters, end of quote. (laughs) Boy, just think about that in light of the meddling that the federal government has done on Alex Jones, right? I mean, they have no authority, zero authority, to stop him from doing what he's doing, and yet, you know, here we are. Here we are in 2022, and and we have a fellow uh, citizen who's being taken down because the federal government became too big and is now oppressing the poor. And we, the people, aren't standing up is the real problem, ladies and gentlemen, and each branch of government is not standing up. So I personally would remove all 435 members of the House coming up in November. All of them would be gone if it were up to me. And a third of the Senate would be gone. Give me two more election cycles and all of the Senate would be gone. Because they're derelict in their duty and they're getting rich on the backs of the American people. Uh, it's criminal and it needs to stop. But, hey, if we the people don't demand change, we're going to get what we've always got, ladies and gentlemen. Bottom line is the biggest questions were the powers of the general government versus the states. And I think the supreme law of the land 
on the general level, the Constitution and each state constitutions uh, document the contract. Anything outside of the scope of the documented delegated authority via the contracts is null and void. We need to absolutely nullify now. Uh, We need to stand up as a people and call a halt to their con game. Uh, But until we do, it's going to continue and get worse. I pray that's not true, but I predict it is. And I know the answer. It's to turn to God Almighty. It's to turn back. Last comment and story before the end of the hour. Rick DeSantis now intends to ship migrants to Delaware and Illinois, writes Tony Gray. Um, Again, I'm not for this, Lowell. (laughs) Well, it, it certainly tickles my funny bone, uh, you know, to, to see him do that because he's just rubbing it in the noses of the people who are are, are saying that this is not my problem, not in my backyard, you know. Yeah, uh, and yeah, now Biden's secretly going back to Title 42, which is a Trump-esque policy to deal with this, by the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I agree with you. In, in, it, 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 he should not be doing this, but it, we also should not be allowing the Biden administration to do it, uh, which is what they have done. They have been shipping these people all over the country. And, uh, you know, DeSantis is just giving them a dose of their own medicine. And, and you know, I, I'm kind of tra- uh, tickles me that he's doing that. But the, the, bo- the real solution is to have a border <laughs> and to, to, uh, to uh, you know, allow people to enter legally but to disallow those who attempt to enter illegally. That's, that's what we need to do, Sam. Well, and what we need to do is sh- shut the illegal door big time, which Biden won't do. That's the problem. Biden should be arrested as a criminal. Uh, nevertheless, though, we need to shut that illegal door. And I don't mind opening the legal door for those who want to come for the right reasons. I want to vet them. Uh, I want to truly make sure the right people are coming for the right reasons. But we got a big country with a lot of land, and I welcome the talent and those who love liberty. Many People who have come to this country uh, understand and love liberty much better than many Americans who take it for granted. Sadly, uh, reality check. Lowell Nelson, ladies and gentlemen, doing a phenomenal job as always. His websites, two of them, ronpaulinstitute.org is one of them. Incredible site. He also represents Lou Rockwell quite well, even though he's not even a member, but they have some great articles. And finally, CampaignForLiberty.org. Thank you so much, Lil Nelson. You're welcome, Sam. It's so good to be with you. Every Monday, incredible content from Lil Nelson and CampaignForLiberty.org. That's Ron Paul's organization. Just doing a phenomenal job. For Sam Bushman and all of the staff at Liberty Roundtable Live, God save the Republic of the United States of America.